Hello and welcome to Financial Education for the Nation. My name's Warren Shute and I have Mini-Me with me today. This is Charlie Cosham. He's the youngest reader of The Money Plan and he's come on to ask me a couple of questions from a 13-year-old's perspective about money. Um, and I've read through them and they're really good questions, but um, I actually don't know what I'm going to say. So, Charlie, how are you feeling? I'm all right. All right, good. Yeah. Very good, very good. So, um, you can't these questions yourself. Yep. So, why don't you ask me the first question? Okay. Is it good to try and earn pocket money? So, is it good to try and earn pocket money? Um, yes, is the short answer. I think it's good to earn pocket money. And the reason I think it's good to earn pocket money is because it gives you some value. And I think as individuals, as soon as we learn and understand that things aren't free, mm -hmm. so we don't just get given stuff in life for free, then we appreciate that we have to earn stuff. And do you know what? Earning things isn't bad. It can be quite fun. You get a lot of self-worth and self-pride sort of, um, of earning something. So um, Ollie and Bella, who you know, um, they earn their pocket money. Um, so they put their, the rubbish out and they do the dishwasher and things like that around the house. Um, and on occasions where they won't, or for, they it's not they won't, or they forget to do it, I'll reduce their pocket money. They soon remember. So with their pocket money, what we do is we say, we buy their needs. So for example, if they need to go on a school trip, if they need to get to school, that kind of thing, we'll pay for things like that, but they buy their wants. So are you like Ollie and spend silly money on Xbox games and things? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So as most teenagers do. Um, and Isabella, used to my slime, so you used to have stuff coming through in the post at the time, but now it tends to be more um, sort of arts and crafts. She's really into tie-dye stuff. So um, they'll buy them. They'll buy that with their own money, um, not me. So your question was a really good question, and I say yes, it's good to try and earn pocket money. Okay. Okay. What is the best age to start saving for a pension? Okay. I didn't write these questions. Charlie, I was really impressed with these questions, okay? So what I always say is the best age to invest was yesterday. The second best age is today, all right? So the earlier you can invest, the better. Now, would you believe me if I said, if you put 20 pounds a week away, that's a lot of money, so just bear with me. Mm -hmm. If you put 20 pounds a week away from the child's birth, until they were 18, mm -hmm. and then you left it there until they were 68, you'd have over two million pounds. And the reason for that is, have you ever heard a guy called Albert Einstein? Yes. Okay, so he said the eighth wonder of the world was compound growth. And he said, he who understands it, earns it, he who doesn't, pays it. And what it means by that is if you understand what compound growth is, you can use it to your advantage. You can put money and invest it, mm -hmm. and it can grow. So, for example, you can buy shares in a company, say um, Chelsea. Yep. Those shares will grow up in value, and then they'll go up in value because the company's making profits, and you benefit from it. And if you start at a young age and you finish it, putting in £20 pounds, uh, a week at 18, then leave it to your 68, you can have over £2 million. Pounds. Oh, so, that's a lot of money. So, you ask the question, when's the best age to start for pension? As early as you can with as little as you can afford. So even if it's a couple of pounds a week. All right. Okay. Okay. What's your next question? Where is the best place to currently invest in money? Great question. Where's the best place to invest in money? Okay. So with, with, with clients, we would take a slightly different approach than we would necessarily with children. Okay. And there's a reason for that. One of it is um, the size and the amount of money you're investing. Mm -hmm. uh, and another one is engagement. Okay, so with a client, you're investing a big portfolio. We want to make sure that there's very 
a minimal risk to that portfolio and it's going to deliver what your expectations are. But with a child, it's more about being engaged in the process because a lot of things with the money and investing is boring. Um, so we want to make sure that the child is engaged by it. So with a child, the best place to invest money is really something that engages you, something that interests you. So for my children, we look at technology shares because they like those. So I say to them, what companies do you like and do you enjoy? So um, Ollie said um, Apple, mm-hmm. um, Microsoft, and Facebook. Um, Isabella has said Netflix, Disney, and I can't think of her other one. Maybe she's only got a couple. But they're companies she likes or he likes that engages them. Yeah. Um, now, you want to then scratch behind the surface and make sure that they make money. But for you, for example, you might look at a football team. Yeah. Okay. And think, oh, I really like that football team. They, they're, they're publicly traded. That means you can buy shares in them. I want to buy a share in that. Yeah. Now, if you can't afford to buy a share, you shouldn't not do it. You can go to the London Stock Exchange website and there's a section on there. You can create a virtual portfolio, so a pretend portfolio, which doesn't cost you any money. Yeah. So you can do that for free. So you can go on there and say, I'm going to buy some Chelsea shares, some Manchester United shares and, and some Apple shares, for example. Yeah. And you can do it all online without costing money, just like a pretend game. Oh, right, okay. It's a bit of fun. Yeah. Okay. Is it important to try and buy your own house? Okay. Is it important? It's ideal, but it's not essential. So it would be preferable to buy your own house, but it's not essential that you own your own house. And the reason I say that is because what's the most important thing is that you have savings, you have a flow of money. Because it would be more important that you have money coming in at retirement so that you can afford to pay your rent and your bills and such like, than it is that you own your own home and you have no money coming in. Yeah. Okay, so I've come across people who are fairly rich and wealthy, they own lots of property, but they have no money because it's all tied up in property. Yeah. So the most important thing is you have a pension. That's one of your first questions. You have some money coming in when you retire. Now, it'd be ideal if you own your home because what most people do is they live in a house and then as they get older, they, it's too big for their needs. They sell it and they downsize. And when you sell it and buy a cheaper house, you've got some money to release and yeah. you can have that money. So it's ideal, but it's not essential. Okay. When is the best time to get a house? Okay. So when's the best time to buy a house? I would say the best time to get a house is when you feel fairly stable in the area that you're living. Now, the reason I say that is because buying a house and moving can be an expensive process. So you have solicitor's costs, you've got valuation fees, you've got um, stamp duty, which is a tax you pay when you buy it. So it's quite an expensive process. So you don't want to be keep doing that all the time. Um, and if you're working in one town mm-hmm. and then you decide to move to another town, if you've got to sell your house and move, that's an expensive process. So as long as you're saving all this time, that's the most important thing. And when you're in a stable position, you think, okay, now I'm kind of I'm happy to stay in this area for a period of time, not necessarily forever, but a period of time, I'm now ready to buy a house. Make sure you've got some money in the bank first, so you've got some savings, and then buy the house. So as an age, I don't think there's a real age. The most important thing is that you save. Okay. Okay. How many credit cards should you have? I promise you I didn't write these questions. Okay. It's a really good question. How many credit cards should you have? None. Okay. Okay. And let me explain. They're called credit cards, but really what they should be called is debt cards. Because what they are is when you spend money on a credit card, you don't spend your money. Mm-hmm. You, you spend, spend, spend yeah, you spend the bank's money. Well done. Very good. You spend the bank's money. But the bank are going to want that money back. Okay. So if you can't pay it back to them, they charge you interest. And remember what Albert Einstein says? He who understands it, earns it, 
who doesn't pays it. So if you're on a credit card, you've got to pay this interest all the time. So the best thing is to never have a credit card, never spend on a credit card, and use a thing called a debit card. And the debit card is what comes out of your own bank, so you're spending your own money. Yeah. Now, there are some people who say, oh, but there's a protection I get when I spend on a credit card. Unless you're really good with money, I would forego the protection, shop at um, bigger name companies that you carry a bit more um, clout with, um, and forego the risk of a credit card. Because if you, if you don't pay that balance off within the interest-free period, i.e. virtually immediately, your purchase is going up by that interest rate every single time. It's not just that. Your monthly payments are a drain on your income. So you have money coming in, so you earn your money, you go to work, you earn your money, your money comes in, you pay your bills, but then you've got to pay the interest out and you're left with less money. So it's a vicious circle, really. So how many credits should you have? I would say none. Okay? Where do sporting teams get their most money? Ah, okay. So this is his penultimate question, um, and um, one I think is very close to your heart. You love football, don't you? Yeah, okay. So where do football teams get most of their money? So really, it's where do... I don't know the exact answer to that, but where do companies get most of their money from? So a company's there to provide a service or a product. So with, with football teams, it's to provide entertainment playing football. Yeah, okay. and like TV rights and stuff like that. That's it. So they get money from TV rights, you're right, so when they play the on... the sponsors. The sponsors, that's it. The fans buying tickets. Some nice t-shirt you got there? Yeah. Their merchandise? Mm -hmm. Okay. So they've got all these different streams of income coming into the company. Yep. So it goes into the company, and then from that, they pay the costs out. So they'll have the cost for the management, all the yeah. coaches, and, and the all players. the players, but also all the support staff who run the business, yeah. the accountants, yeah? Right. And then what's left over is called profit. Okay. Okay. So you've got income coming in. The income yeah. comes from the sale of the shirts, the tickets, the TV yeah. rights. Okay. Yeah. And then all the expenses go out to all the all the players, all the staff. Maybe they got rent on there. Where does Chelsea play? We'll stay around. Uh, Stamford Bridge. Stamford Bridge. Or maybe got rent there. They might own it, but they might have rent there. They got the heat, the place like a house, all the utilities and things like that. Whereas all the expenses out, they've got money left over. Hopefully, yeah. that's called profit. Okay. With that profit, they can do one or two things. They can either leave it in the company and grow the company, mm -hmm. or they can pay it out to you as a shareholder. That's called a dividend, and you get a payment from that. Ah, right, okay. Okay. Yeah, and like, like all that money, does that go to like players? Like, we just like bought two new players. Like, does that go, like, all that profit, does that go to like that, them, them players? And... No, it doesn't go to all them players. So what they'll do is they'll keep some of the profit. They should keep some of the profit back. Yeah. So the profit stays in the company. Mm -hmm. So if the profit stays in the company, it makes the company worth more money because the shareholders own the company. And that's why we buy shares, because if you buy a share in a company that's just starting out, a good example would be Tottenham, okay? Because mm -hmm. I, I know a little bit more about it. Mm -hmm. So Tottenham is not publicly traded. Yeah. In other words, not everyone can buy shares, but it is traded, you can buy shares in it. Yeah. Tottenham keeps making profits, mm -hmm. okay? The value of those shares will keep growing and growing. So it'll pay for its players, mm -hmm. But it won't pay all its money out because it pays all its money out to buy new players. It won't make any profit and it won't grow as a company. It's a, a business. Yeah. So I know it's a football team. They want to be the best. And it's a balancing act between getting the best players mm -hmm. but also keeping money in the bank. Yeah. That's no different to, 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 uh, to adults and family. Yeah, exactly. You know, you've got money in the bank. You want to have a nice holiday. You want to go and spend things on the family and enjoy things. But you've got to keep some money back in the bank mm -hmm. to make sure that you can weather a storm. Mm -hmm. You know, because I'm sure the income coming into football teams at the moment is reduced.
because they probably, well, they've only just got their TV rights back, have they, I guess? Yeah, yeah. and they've, played, they've been playing all their games behind closed doors. Yeah, so there's no ticket sales. No. I'm sure merchandise has gone down. I'm sure sponsorship has dried up. Yeah. Well, that will come back, but they'll still have all the expenses for all their staff and things as well. So it's a balancing act between those two things. So um, sporting teams or football teams, where do they get most of their money from? It's a variety of sources from ticket sales to sponsorship to merchandise to TV rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure there's even more. They'll sell boxes, won't they, in their yeah. things. Um, and um, some some stadiums also do additional sports. So I think, is it Tottenham rent their ground out to do American football, I think, yeah, as well? Yeah, they've got under, underneath the pitch, they just push the pitch back and they've got an American football pitch there. So you've got all year round income there and they do music concerts. Yeah. So music out. So these all these different revenue scenes, they have to do those to bring all the money in to pay for all the wages. How much mm-hmm. do footballers get paid? I think our highest payer at the moment is like 120 grand, I think. One hundred twenty thousand pounds. I think he and he's only like he's twenty years old. And, and ha, what's that? A because in most people's world, one hundred twenty thousand pounds is a year, but that's not a year. That's like a month. That, that's a week. A week. That's a week. A week. A week, and he's twenty years old. <sighs> Remember, all right, Grandma shoot. Okay, so my grandma said, it's not what you earn that counts, it's what you do with what you earn. Okay, I have met clients who earn a modest income, so less than £50,000, okay, and they've become millionaires. Okay, so it's not what you earn that counts. Don't get me wrong, you're going to get there quicker and easier if you earn £130,000 a week, but it's not what you earn. For most of us, that is like a pipe dream. I, I, well, not even a dream, really. I'm not sure I want to do that much, but, um, but it's what you do with what you earn. That actually counts. Mm. So uh, yeah, I think I think Chelsea's privately owned as well by Abramovich. Oh, is it okay? Sorry, yeah. so you couldn't buy shares in that no, because he owns all the shares mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. So there will be some companies, some football teams. I think maybe Manchester United. Yeah, United do. Tottenham do. Okay. Uh, I don't think City do. Be interesting to have a look at them. Maybe I'll I'll get a list of them up. Yeah. And we can have a look, see which ones the profitable ones are, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. See how they spend their money. Yep. But, uh, Charlie, thank you so much. That's been really good. A really. Right. Thanks for the questions. You were very, very good. And uh, I think you enjoyed those as well. If you've got any questions um, you'd like to ask me, and if you'd like to do something similar, feel free. We can either do it face-to-face or you can do it via Zoom. Um, so just let me know. Get Drop me an email at warren at warrenshoot.com or drop me a social media direct. Thanks so much for your time. Until next time, stay safe. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.